This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. You bet 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer, and very special guest, Jeff Feinberg for the Honda Classic Betting Show. Jeff, thanks for coming back on, bro. Always, always happy to join you, and I'm looking forward looking forward to the Honda. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, we, I wanted you on for the elevated event, and you were like, nah, let me come on for the shit event. And uh, listen, I appreciate it because it's the only way, I, the only way we're going to get downloads for this terrible week. So thank you. I really appreciate well, it. Well, I mean, listen, I. Just things, I think I was away, or the timing didn't work out, and then there were some hurdles, and it was like, yeah, I like the Honda. If you want to have me on for the Honda, that'll work perfectly for my schedule. I mean, you, I would have, wouldn't have fought you on wanting to, to invite me later, but maybe you can find me back for a later in the season, bigger event. A different but event, yeah. I, li- I like the, the Honda. It's sad what's happened to it. We'll see so what the future has for it. It's unfortunate. But it's a nice, uh, it's a fun event. It's it's honestly very different. I mean, the field isn't as strong, but it's no. it's honestly a course that, as PGA fans, we really don't oh, get it. this sort of experience um, much at all, if ever, uh, during the season. So I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, we were talking last night about how, like, we're talking about course history with this place, where it just seems like it doesn't matter. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we're, we brought Ricky Fowler as an example, where I think he went, like, win, cut, second, cut. And you're right, like, just there are kind of very few places where there's this much penalty areas, this much car crashes. It's always entertaining to go to, like, YouTube, like, afterwards, go to PG Tour Live, like, their Golf is Hard uh, series, and then you just see guys just embarrassing themselves. I know Shane Lauer was caught on a hot mic one time, I think, in the Bear Trap. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. You're right. I mean, like, the golf course, I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's fine. But, if you know, if you watch NASCAR for the car crashes, you know, this is the event for you. And that's maybe one of the reasons, even when the field – sorry, before we were in this elevated event world – a lot of the elite players didn't like coming here to begin with. They they had no interest in being humbled. Not to say um, they couldn't do well, but I don't know if you guys follow Greg Chalmers on on Twitter. He was yeah. taking pictures all day. The course looks like it's in great condition, but yeah. he's taking pictures from these tee boxes. And yeah, you better be able to hit it straight, or you better be able to hit it how you want, or it's just got to be concerning that one. Your guy could be running so pure, and one swing won't mean bogey. It won't. Like nope. it, will, it will mean he'll tumble. He'll tumble oh. down that board, and not I, not I, a stroke down the board. Yeah, multiple strokes. I think that's why I enjoy it, right? Because I, I I have to golf down here, and it doesn't matter what course you play in Florida. There's fucking water everywhere, and it's intimidating. Like I don't give a shit how good of a golfer you are if you're sightline is water all down the left. You're thinking about that water down the goddamn left. I don't. Okay. I'm not comparing myself to anything or anyone. I am, you know, a, maybe some of my friends might say I'm being kind. Others might say I'm being hard on myself. I'm like a 14, 15 handicap. I golf at home. It's a pretty hard course that I play at. The difference is 
there's no water and I've lost plenty of balls. This is not, I'm not above losing balls. <laughs> but it can, even my friends, show, you know, it's a, uh, and they can set it up to play hard, but it's for a bunch of, you know, old Jewish people to play for. I'm allowed to say that for lack of a better term. It's not set up to be difficult. It's not set up that, you know, to lose balls. I go to Florida and golf guys. I, I I lose so many balls and I feel like I'm hitting the exact same shot off the tee that I am at home, except there just isn't this huge pond on every single hole. Like I might right. be in the trees, but I'm not losing a ball at home. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like I, I live basically up in the Northeast with you here. I mean, you're in Canada, I'm in Rochester, New York. It's the yeah. same experience here. It's just, you know, if you hit a little bit offline, you got a tree to kind of knock it back into the fairway and in Florida, like, you know, I go and visit my parents down there and you're right. I have to pack a couple of dozen, like a dozen extra balls because I'm going to lose them. You know, it's going it, to, it's going to seem like a good drive. It's going to leak and leak a little bit and just in water. I'm just being frustrated and shipping off the Bermuda too. It's just like, Oh, completely well, a different I'm, experience down there. Oh, I can't. Okay. People will say I, I'm going to, to to Florida later this week, and mm-hmm. yep. I'm traveling with two kids and all that brings, and I'm embarrassed to say I'm not bringing my clubs. And part of that decision was, um, you know, I this, this winter I had a minor setback with my knee, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. taking it slowly. A couple indoor sessions haven't gone as I wanted. But what am I going to do? I haven't golfed since October. Now I'm going <laughs> to schlep my clubs to Florida to play – Two rounds, if I'm lucky, 27 holes on that sponge Bermuda. <laughs> I look like if I'm there, if I could get three, four rounds and by the end of the second one, like I can't wait to play again. But no, it's it's like golfing on a sponge to me. That, that is the most accurate way I've heard someone describe it because my short game is absolutely fucking horrific. It's because <laughs> I learned how to golf down here and it, it immediately gets in your head, chipping off of this shit. And like, I, I, I have no confidence on anything around the green. Put me in a fucking bunker. Put me a hundred yards short. Do not give me anything around the green. Like it is, it is the absolute worst out here. And listen, it's okay. like again, no one's making pro comparisons, but no. even the pros, it's not hyperbole. Bermuda, wind, and water. That yeah. is, we don't get that to start yeah. the season. Right. Like there are some ponds, or there's some man-made hazards that we we can find at the mx and uh obviously at pebble there's a thing called the ocean but um it ain't this it ain't it ain't anything like this or even even next week where we're at bay hill and yeah there are these attackable par fives but if you're off like they're par fives that are kind of you're hitting onto an island and, and you know Good luck. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, back to the Honda Classic here. So, I mean, obviously you said this is one of your favorite events. Uh, I think on, uh, you know, Pat Mayo, you've had a couple of, you know, stories about, you know, really good betting success at the Honda. Any good betting stories you have as far as like, you know, some memorable stuff you've hit at the Honda you can share with our audience? Uh, Yeah, some great, I guess, Honda memories. Um, Had both legs of the uh, Sergio Scott showdown a few years ago, which was, which was fun. And other than that, no winner's circle until Sungjae where I was down there um, that whole DFS open. But again, I'm going this time of year. I always kind of go this time of year. If people want to plan a big fun golf community thing, I I would probably be there again because I'm down there this time of year. So that was the year of that where Sungjae won and, I was actually on the grounds on Sunday with Kenny Kim. 
Nice. So that was a nice. lot of fun. Uh, I was there the year before as well, where it was a, or maybe two years before that, where it was the JT list playoff. Yeah. Uh, but Norin and Fleetwood just kind of missed it. But a, a JT hit one off the rocks and got saved. Sort of a tilting day for betting. But yeah, I don't know. I've lost a lot of money on Gary Woodland around this place. I'm happy he's not here anymore. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just always such a fun, uh, always a fun event. I remember it was the year Tiger just came back and he surprised showed up at the Honda and yeah. Sam Ryder beat him on a Sunday. So crazy. Uh, all sorts of just random memories and just honestly putting my ass down at the bear trap and watching balls fall into the water all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah, I, I, so I, I had one of my best gambling weekends here as well. I hit Matt Wolf first, uh, not Matt Wolf, fucking, uh, Matt Jones oh, first round leader yeah. and fucking and Matt Jones for the tournament. Wow, like, that was that was a great fucking weekend for me. So I've I've loved this fucking tournament. Yeah, yeah, like first I said, round I leader, I don't even. Crashes. I don't play a lot of first round leader. I could get tempted maybe this week. It is a, <laughs> it is a, it is a fun one. It's fun and like I, all these fucking plus EV nerds who like want to like like tweet and be like, that's not what are you doing? Like you, you bet eight to ten guys. Yeah, I bet eight to ten guys and put like ten to twenty five dollars on them just so I can have a Thursday sweat. Like fuck off. Like these these people make me insane. Like the plus EV bet community, like they make me nuts. Yeah, no, there's no plus EV. No, I mean, like, I do outright golf betting. Yeah. That's what I like to do the most. So there's nothing out. There's nothing plus EV about that. I joke. It's like buying a car or a piece of jewelry, making an outright golf bet. <laughs> yeah, the moment true. you hit submit, it's worthless. God. Exactly. Like, yeah. doing it like on a, on a Tuesday and <laughs> on hitting something at dinner time on Sunday that has no chance of happening. <laughs> But but I do it. We go back to the trough every week. Every but week. Every week. As uh, I feel like you've enjoyed me saying this before, I like to consider myself a sophisticated square. Because yes, I, I, I can't, I'm not a sharp. A sharp shouldn't be making outright golf bets. Like, because oh, even if you think, oh, my model says he should be 60 to one and he's 50 to one. The hell does that mean? In a fit tournament with 150 guys, I make too many like, oh, me and my buddies are getting together and we're all, everyone likes this. Okay, I'll bet it too. Sharps don't do that. No. Sharps don't bet TV games. So I know when I'm being a square, but I, yep. I also am aware of, um, like in a football season, I love listening to like sharp guys and their content. I love yeah. taking it all in. But come Sunday, I still have my square tendencies of making like degen parlays or again, me and my buddies yep. were hanging out. Like we're going to muck, muck a team bet on some, uh, some stupid props. So yeah, that's uh, I'm not here for, listen, you just got to be authentic. I think, yeah. right. Yeah. Like you don't, you can't call yourself a sharp and then all always be, you know, these square bets and you can't, yeah. you can't literally be a square making, betting on Danny Willett because it's something that happened seven years ago and thinking you're a sharp. <laughs> like, you're not a lot like it. You can't. You can't play it both ways. I don't, no. you know, so yeah. I, I'm authentic in what, I, what I'm what i doing here. Yeah, I, I feel prematurely I, I, attacked for something I'm going to have later on. 
<laughs> no, I bet Danny Willett too. Oh, week. well, there we go. Well, then I'm going to be on your side. We can both uh, commit. Yeah, no, and I, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to head to the course this week. And some okay. people in Florida have been chirping me about oh, it. Oh, yeah. If you got somebody in contention, you got to go. But did yeah, you I trade? Did. did you trade back it like I told you to last time? Sophisticated shot, uh, sophisticated square. That I mean, that is the easily trademarked. Go ahead and trademark it, man. Get Mayo to do it for I you. I can't trademark it. No, well, it's from. Um, I'm not gonna lie, because I stole that from the Colin Coward Chad Millman podcast. Oh, okay. Millman, so I don't even mind the copyright. Okay, but I love it. it's. Um, anyway, it, it just rang a bell. Like I know I'm yeah. a sophisticated square because I know when I'm making a square bet. Like I'm hyper aware that I'm making a square bet. But you're a degenerate because you still pull the trigger. Because it's it's a TV game. <laughs> nope. Like it's a TV game. It's Thursday night football. I'm gonna watch these two shitty AFC South teams play, and I'm gonna yep. bet uh, on it. Yeah. Our friend Andy yells at me for doing first TD bets, and I'm like, "Listen, man, it's just for fucking fun, dude." <laughs> I have a friend. Me and my friends have a friend like this too, and he he thinks he's a sharp. He sees himself a so it's the dumbest bets ever. There's no value. And I'm like, you're yelling at a guy who who literally bets outright golf every week. Right. Like right. you're yelling at the wrong guy. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, like, you bring up a great point. Like, I, I love the point you made about how like the plus EV and outright markets, even if it even fucking exists, like we're betting 60 to one, <laughs> 70 to one, which has a probability of like 1%. I don't really give a shit if your model says it's like 2.2 or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. It doesn't matter at that point. So, I mean, like it, it, it like I talk about this with Capper a lot too. like there's other shows on our network and they get really hyped about like, Oh, we hit a six to one bet. And like for us in the golf gambling community, if you oh. bet six to one, you know, you're going to get ostracized. You get no, we're snobs. We are snobs like that. Um, yeah, we're, you hit a, someone hits a six to one touchdown on Sunday night football. We're like, oh, great call, man. Even if it's like the second guy on the board, give right. the guy props. Guy hits John Rom. No one's giving you props. Like, that. we yeah, just exactly. don't care. We just don't nope. care. So, yeah. Doesn't even move the needle. We can be snobby like that, but whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's we're, we're our weird little community. It's weird. And like, and, and like, not to make you feel old, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're, but like, like, when I first started gambling on golf, like, I'd listen to you guys and I was like, okay. I was like, I could definitely do this. Feinberg seems, seems like he has the same mentality as I do. Like, this seems, this seems like this could work out. He seems like he's having fun gambling on golf. So uh, it's your fault, is basically what I'm telling you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, whole, I'm, yeah. I'm, and yeah, listen, it's it can be a grind. I oh, I've listen, a- I love I love it. I like it's so much better than like like the football, like 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 uh, football and hockey. I still do hockey, but like football, like it's just it's just a, a, a money pit. I just throw fucking money down the goddamn drain on football the entire year. I'm so happy football season's here. I'm happy football it's so funny. Football season ended, the Super Bowl. I had money on the Eagles, a big play, even acknowledged I, I Hedged out at a point in the game because I was too. I was a. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were winning and I was uncomfortable with my stake and people were were flipping were slipping on the field. I, anyhow, I lost. I still lost enough. I didn't get out of a loss. Yeah. That's for sure. The game ended and I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to make a bet till March Madness. And my buddy who doesn't even like follow sport, like he's not even the biggest sports guy in our crew, is like, 
aren't you waking up tomorrow to bet some stupid golf tournament? I was like, oh my God, you're right. I hate myself. <laughs> I I got murdered in that game because uh, you went the opposite way. I got more confident. So I was live betting mm. fucking Philadelphia. There needs to be a breathalyzer on my phone uh, for me to access my phone. No, it was just they were up six. They just I kicked know. the field goal. I had the Eagles. I had to pick no. them. But they, yeah. they kicked the yep. field goal to then go up six in the second half. And the kicker f- fell, and they go to commercial. It's like they're up six. This, they should have been up 26, and they're up six. Exactly. And I'm a Chargers fan who's played the Chiefs a lot, being yep. up six when it should be up 26. Uh, although we're not going down the path, being up 26 doesn't help the Chargers either, as we found yeah. out. Um, yeah. Lots, yeah. Lots, of, lots of my friends in Jacksonville were, uh, were were very, 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 very fucking happy. Uh, yeah. For your happy, fame. someone's happy, I guess. Right? <laughs> lose Listen, it. It's the Jaguars. Like, I mean, you guys have your history, right? Like, you know, losing to when you guys uh, should have beat the Patriots. Uh, lose to everyone. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even want. Yeah. Actually, I don't even want to go down this road. I'm happy for the we're Jags. Not. They're fans. We're not they're rivals. Right. I don't look at the Jags. No, Jag- Jaguars have no rivals. They're the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no golf. Is, I I haven't hit a winner this year, so maybe oh. we can break that for me here, or I, nice. the cold streak continues. But I go. I joked with Mayo. Me going. I'm zero seven. I think there have been seven events this year or since yeah. the new year. I, I feel like I'm Brooks Kepka walking around my house. <laughs> so yeah, I, I haven't hit a winner since. When was my last winner, Steve Keegan? Uh, I think Zozo, yeah. Keegan. That was my last fucking winner was Keegan Bradley. So I, I feel your pain on that. Um, so you you mentioned Brooks. Have you watched the whole uh, swing up, full swing, whatever the hell it's called on Netflix? I've yet? watched six of full the swing. eight. I never get the name right. I watched okay. six okay. of the eight. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about it so far? I think um, if that's the best they got in the most drama-filled year ever, then what are they ever going to do if like golf is normal? Yeah. Like that's what they got. Like Ian Poulter smirking. Like, I'm sorry. There was so much drama. They could have done such. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's my overall thought. They got so little for what was actually out there last year. And I don't know whether the PGA made them cut shit, but I wouldn't even say that. Like what, 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 like they literally, showed full footage of live events, at least that first yeah. one. So it's not like they weren't allowed to even show a logo or anything like that. But yes, my overall consensus is for all the drama that existed last year, I can't believe this is what we got. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my biggest takeaway too, is that I, I think I mentioned the capper when we we're talking yeah. about it is listen, like that was the best year possible to have this Netflix series with the live drama, who's going, who's not. You had some good majors too, like a lot of big names, like, you know, making names themselves and just, and some of it just really fell flat. Uh, I mean, there was some good moments. I thought the Joel Damon episode was good. Um, I thought it was pretty revealing, just kind of, you know, seeing Brooks Koepka realize that he doesn't have it anymore. That was really depressing as a Brooks Koepka mega fan for years. But you're right. Like it, it, it seemed like there was a lot of, a lot of just rehashing tournaments that we've already seen, not as much stuff off the course I kind of wanted. So I feel like if they are going to do this again, um, 
maybe they do more like the Joel Damon type episodes, like maybe some like, or like a Tagala episode, stuff like that. They got guys. I mean, they got to literally do the bottom barrel. How many guys get their card? 125. Yeah. No, not even anymore, right? Did they change that? What? Well, so I just for argue, let's say it's a hundred guys get their card. Right. You yeah. gotta have like what the guy one hundred five and the guy ninety five. Yeah. Like yeah. that's who's got to be followed here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. like it seemed like okay, how can we fly? The producers like uh, only want assignments that include private planes. I don't blame them. <laughs> right. But you know the great thing about Hard Knocks is you see the guy who's fifty six on the roster oh, trying the play, to be the, the playbook scene, oh, trying to be fifty second. But yeah. we know the reality of how hard it is to be that fifty second guy that gets inside the line. Yeah. So that's what we should have seen. It's not for us. We're hardcore fans. Even the Damon stuff, the Finau stuff is amazing and maybe the best. If you actively follow the PGA Tour. Joel, their Twitter account has told you the Joel, the Gino Joel story. And I, like, yeah. we're so deep into it. So that's like a criticism of like, I'm not criticizing them for it. Right. I'm just saying, if you're actively follow the tour, we all know Finau's great. Like the yeah. PGA Twitter feed showed you that there's a video of 40 friends and family <laughs> waiting for, like, it's all waiting about for it. Yeah. Knowing Last year, watching golf, betting on Finau, wondering, like, what the fuck is going on here, man? And he didn't turn it on till Mexico, where he came second to Rom, and then he kind of went berserk. But obviously, that was a part of, I didn't like, he's traveling with his family all the time. Like, that obviously has a work-life balance. That's crazy. Um, yeah. My favorite thing I saw was the Morikawa scripting scene. With him in, in a meeting with Adidas. That's the shit I like. Yeah. Or Joel right. Damon walking by Rory. And JT or someone in the cafeteria. That, I equated I equated that to being like a freshman in high school and walking, having to walk past like the lunch table of all the cheerleaders on the varsity team. Yeah, and being like, hey, what's up? And you being like, hey. Yeah, and the cheerleaders are like, on? oh, you're playing, you're doing a good, you're doing good. Keep it right. up. Like, right. um, it's awesome. And yeah, I could do an hour on the Brooks thing. Mayo and I and Ben Raza released the first three episodes preview where we went into it deep. I don't think I did them any favors. Um, And it's a power of editing. So they obviously didn't make them look great. And they end that with us. Here's the thing. We watched that Brooks episode with 500 other puzzle pieces. Right. Right. That that show doesn't show us. The I only, right. you know, the amazingness of what we witnessed and yeah. the parts of I only practice when you see me on TV is when I practice. But he remained a walking contradiction because there's moments in that episode where he's like, he doesn't care and it's golf and he'll be fine. And then there's moments where he's all consuming and it's all he cares about. So, like, even within that episode, he remained the, the living contradiction that he is, but there's no way a non-golf fan can watch that and have the same experience as us because we have so many puzzle pieces that that episode doesn't show. And for them to almost making it like, I don't think they did his path justice. I could give Brooks Kepka sympathy. Let me know the, let me know the surgeries literally go one by one, like point to it, show it, put up a graphic, talk me through it. I know you've been beaten down. But it's all like just rumor and innuendo. Uh, tell us, tell us this knee that. I had this knee that. I've had this wrist that. Like you can make not to say we'd have sympathy for him, but there's a way to 
uh, you guys get what I'm saying. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not innocent. Show I'm me the show. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Show me, show me the real struggle because you're right. Because the, the person who doesn't know Brooks and doesn't follow it and hasn't bet him automatically at 40 to 1 for the past fucking four years um, doesn't know, like you said, all the struggles that his body has gone through. And for me, like I liked Brooks. I wasn't as big of a Brooks guy as Steve was. And God, man, it was just, it was just the episode, guys. Just, it was like, it was gutting. It was gutting. The ep, I get they got to do the speed friendship, uh, <laughs> JT. But the episode, the story to tell in that show is is a Spieth Brooks episode. Oh, yeah. Where Spieth is coming out of the dark passengers. All those mm. questions. Spieth won all those majors that you won, Brooks. I mean, different order, <laughs> different majors. But he right. had that path of 15 minutes, instant multiple majors. And then questions arise, more so mental than physical with Spieth. But... Then show him winning at, at at Valero and be like, this is a guy who's coming out of what Brooks is now in. Um, but but yeah. but yeah, I don't that it's not for us. But at the no. same time, if it exists in the end, it only exists because there's so many people who love and watch golf, and it's not really ever going to hit the outside. I guess I'd watch. I don't know, man. Part of me ended up watching it like I'm watching this because we are like for content. And part of it felt more like a chore. I mean it. But <laughs> listen, I'm sitting down watching a half hour show. I'm not looking like it's a chore, but I was it's like, I'd rather watch this other show I'm watching where we're killing terrorists. Yeah. Than, I, yeah. Like, no, no. I, I was hoping just for like little nuggets. Like after like the first two episodes, I was like, okay, this isn't what I was all excited for. Right. Give me like, Two nuggets to make me just a little bit happy on each episode. You know what I mean? Some shit that like will will get me all all geeked up for no reason. But yeah, but I mean, you gotta okay. admit, Brooks, depressed Brooks Kepka still leaves a funner life than Scotty Scheffler. No question. Who's at the I top have... of the world, Scotty just goes for walks, plays board game, reads his Bible. Depressed mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka still <laughs> hanging out by with his Jenna pool, by the pool. Exactly. He's probably yeah. gonna go out to a nice dinner club later in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty is the biggest. Is the biggest. Like just white bread, vanilla, just Bro, so plain. If that's all they got out of, think of if that's the best they got out of Scotty. They must, the hours of bore, like it was boring. So think oh about God, how awful. much boring stock footage they did not use. If that's the good footage that they got. <sighs> well, here here's oh. what I'm wondering. So the story came out after the Masters about how that morning, like Scotty went to his fiance and said he doesn't know how good, like if he can actually win this masters, like, where is that? Like, where oh, is any of that storyline? They're great following point. Him. So Again, we yeah. watch you, Steve and I, and all of us, and even people who are watching this now, we watch that show and we have 500 other um, puzzle pieces to right. every scene. Um, yeah. I that, mean, like, it, and it that's makes... a puzzle piece that you have for following the masters, following Scheffler, following that day that <laughs> that you know existed that the show is not putting on. Right. So I, I, I like the F1 show. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the comparable to this. And I almost feel like because I don't want I'm not a giant F1 junkie, but I like the show. I like how, you know, they kind of portray the races. And I almost feel like if we weren't just hardcore golf fans, I think we probably would end up enjoying it because listen, ignorance is just bliss at this point. 
um, we're not, we don't have the puzzle pieces. If you so, weren't, if you weren't a golf fan, mm-hmm. you might enjoy the scenes of the actual golf events more. Right. Oh, like, cause I, I watched that F1 me. show. I don't know who wins, wins this race in Istanbul. Like, I don't yep. know if the guy that needs to finish seventh gets it and the drama they create with that. But I'm watching the golf. I know all the results. You're trying to build up a situation. We know what happened. No, that's our fault. Like we're like that's not on the show. Right. But but we all agree that our favorite scenes, our least favorite scenes, were the actual on course yeah. breakdowns because yeah. we couldn't get into the drama that they were trying to create. Well, our favorite scenes are just the like total behind fourth wall yeah. in a locker room. All that sort of stuff, even Morikawa playing with gloves, like that's the yeah. sort of shit you're like, you're always wondering. All that sort of stuff. That's yeah. the stuff I like to see, like way more than anything they could take me back to an event and tell me. Yeah, yeah they, I, I, I guess like I got the impression when I think last year there was word that uh, Fitzpatrick was mic'd up at I think WGC match play. So I was on the assumption that we were probably going to get like conversations on the course, like some of that chatter and everything. Like we're going to hear that. And we didn't really hear that. It was just them basically playing the broadcast the entire yeah. time. So yeah, and that, that was this point. Gabber, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, it's just the scar tissue that I complained about last night or whatever we talked about. Just all my, all my fucking, all my second place tickets. Like it was like every, every fucking event. I don't want to rem- I don't want to relive any of these events. <laughs> No, I, so the only the only event that made me happy was fucking reliving the open when when Cam Smith uh, fucking stole the open, and that that was the only happy tournament of the entire fucking show that they showed me. Other than that, I was like, oh yeah, I had the Lowry ticket when he chipped in the water. Oh yeah, I had this when fucking he went sideways here. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah I, I had Scotty blowing a six shot lead of the Tour Championship. That was great. After Rory triples the opening hole, I forgot about that nugget. Yeah, <laughs> not not awesome. So. Not great. Not great. Um. So why don't we get back to the Honda? Uh, oh yeah, before we do yeah, before okay. we do Honda, let's let's pay the bills. Uh, all right. So listen, WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Game Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka WinBets. Whoa. Build your own bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Win. Bet if you're ready to play. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 bucks and get 100 bucks limited state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamepodcast.com/slash/winbet. So they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamepodcast.com/slash/wynbet. Offer is subject to change. Every condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I still read it, but I have that whole I have that I have that whole disclaimer memorized by now. But I'm afraid to fuck it up like one word. (laughs) You know the you know the phone number by uh, by heart. I know the whole disclaimer by heart, but I'm afraid if I mess it up, like some regulatory guy is going to come take me to jail. (laughs) I think you'll be okay. All right, so Jeff, so why don't we get back to the Honda real quick? So um, you know we'll go over outrights in just a bit. So this tournament, obviously. Really weak field. Uh, this is also a golf course that has a ton of car crashes. So I guess, how did you approach it? Uh, I mean, between just a field with not a whole lot of stats to rely on, a golf course with, that you can't really rely on a lot of course history behind it. I uh, am kind of formulating from a high level, like who, you know, some of the types of guys that are on your betting card. Uh, uh, well, firstly, as we sort of go back to the Degen uh, stuff, it's sort yes. of the moment of, well, once I go to Florida, I'm not going to be able to bet because of regulation. I'll be locked out of all my books that need to geolocate me back to home. 
Um, so, and I might go there. So I'm like, do I want to overbet this thing? I just want to like have a slew of bodies. So, you know, I'm going to maybe be there. Um, but as you said, I'm not, I'm not seeing the golf board well right now. Maybe unless you hit in betting the chalk or, you know, love betting Max Homa, which I don't. Um, I, uh, so I haven't been winning. I have uh, my, the shortest bet I have is 40 to one right now. I'm not opposed to going shorter, but it, it's, I mean, we've seen the long shots long. I mean, it's not even that the good players win the tournaments, the good player, like the shorter odds in the field win the tournaments. Right. 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 I mean, you could debate. I mean, I love, it's fun to see Justin Rose winning and, we could have an argument like if Denny McCarthy wins, like, well, fine, like you say, only good players win. He's not good. <laughs> it's just relative to the odds board of the week, right? Um, right. So part of that that aspect Jeez. in my head is like, why not just betting like three guys under thirty to one and call it a week? But no, because you can still betting. miss because John Rahm exists. Like I basically <laughs> did the same thing. I took fucking like three guys under forty to one last week, and like some one guy over fifty, and still fucking. Them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, there's the volatility. You, 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 this is the thing I say about this one, which can get expensive. If you believe, like, if there's a schmuck you like, my schmuck happens to be Danny Willett, you believe a guy can shoot one and a half under a day, two under a day, he's going to win this thing. Yeah. Or he's going to be right where you want him to be Sunday at dinner time. If he sh- shoots one and a half, plays every day, one and a half, two under. And any pro golfer, yes, this course is hard. Anyone I want to bet on, I'm quickly able to convince myself, yeah, that guy can plot around here at one under, two under a day, and and we'll be fine. So in that aspect, events like this almost like I like can get dangerous because you almost want to overbet guys you trust in the slightest. But no, I've I've I, I still got room for more guys, and that's a very long-winded answer. I'm saying I'm still kind of all over the place. It's just a lot of international flags on my betting card at the moment. I guarantee, I guarantee you, Steve, is going to be able because you're a Dietrich guy too, right? Yeah, but I haven't pulled that trigger yet. Okay, Steve, tell him what you told me last night that made me live bet it fucking while we were doing the podcast. Oh, I, I went deep on some Euro courses with a, a lot of water on them, and uh, apparently Thomas Dietrich. Has a lot of success in some uh, European tour courses, a lot of water, like Lake Golf National, uh, the Ryder Cup venue. I think he's got a couple top tens there. Uh, so I called the Porsche European Open at Green Eagles. He's got a T2 there, T15. A lot of really good uh, finishes on a lot of courses with water. But like, that's kind of been my strategy this week. Like, I, I asked you to, because you know, I'm a big stats guy, and I just look at this field. I'm like, all these guys are just junk. Like, I, I can go down a rabbit hole about, potting stats from five feet or like a bunker step. But at the end of the day, I kind of just went a little more gut with, all right, like, have I seen you kind of perform well at some other golf course, a lot of penalties in them because this is a very volatile tournament. I kind of actually a little bit expanding on what you've talked about as far as like what types of guys been hitting. It's not necessarily premium players per se, but even like in these crap fields, it's been guys who kind of have shorter odds who've had been, you know, basically veterans have kind of won before, have a little bit of gray under their chin, a little bit, you know, a lot of just moxie. Cause there's a lot of unproven guys and you can go with, you know, the flavor of the weeks, but um, you know, you mentioned the Justin Rose, like it's Sony Siwoo Kim. That wasn't a very, you know, you know, you know, deep field Siwoo Kim prolific winner. You know, he's won a lot. Uh, Maya Koba, Russell Henley. Yeah. Bermuda, Seamus power, you know, got in the mix. Like yeah, win equity, bit of name value. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Yes. So that's so, that's what's been happening. Yeah. Uh, shit. I'm not, I haven't been Harris English, but that list uh, kind of screams Harris English, doesn't uh, it? It does. Yeah, I was ta- I was talking about him last night. I got him somewhere else in my CAD right now. I haven't been able to fucking pull the trigger because he did it all with his fucking putter. But to me, he cut all the other like approach stats, off the tee stats. He cut the negative in half from week to week. So. If the trend continues, Harris English is such a much better golfer than all the guys he's priced around. Yeah, so let me ask one more question before we get into your picks. So, I mean, you brought up the discussion about long shots that aren't hitting. So, I get what's your new definition of a long shot now? Because I, I think I went back for the last, like, 35 tournaments. I think only two guys above 100 had hit. I think one of them was an opposite field fence. I think it was, like, Trey Mullinax or something. So. Yeah, and what, K.H. Lee probably would have been the other one? or No, I think K.H. was... Well, you know, I, 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 no, I could be thinking about the first yeah. KH Lee win. The second one was. I, I think like he was 80. right around. I think he was right around a hundred. So that, that's a good call. Okay. It, it, was, it was him. It was Molinax. And I think Mackenzie Hughes was exactly a hundred. Oh, and Spencer was one twenty-five. Yeah, but Spencer, uh, yeah, yeah, Spencer one twenty-five. Yeah, but other than that, though, I mean, it's it's like twenty-nine of the last like thirty-three tournaments have been like not even like. Like they basically seventy one or under. So like, have you adjusted like just on the odds board what you? Yeah, I mean, I think a for starters, I do a collab article with Odds Checker where a bunch of the people who work do work with them, I guess, give their top long shot. I feel like we used to try to give it, make it um a hundred to one, eighty to one. This year, it's like over fifty. We're at fifty now, like over fifty counts. Um, in a in this field. Like in these sorts of fields, triple digits are now like super long shots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in this field, like they're super long shots. Long shots are probably now seven, like the 70, 80 guys in a field like this. But honestly, once we go to elevated events and majors, I think 50 to one counts as a long shot. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. 40 to one. On, okay. 40 to one <laughs> probably counts as a major long shot. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the books are recognizing that too. Like you look at some of these elevated events and just, they're all compact, all the, like the really, there's like, there's like 20 to 22, like really super good guys on the PGA. But it's so, it's like, it's so Rob, compact. When Rob, with, with, yeah. The worst part is like, when we have the scenario that we're in right now, where Scheffler just won, Rom is playing great, like contending every week and Rory is in great form. I look at that and like, oh, that's like that, that gets me Cantley in the 30s. And I just can't resist that. There and it know. just like eventually that gives a bump where anytime like oh, should I go lower? And the situation just always creates these numbers that I'm such a freaking sucker for. I'm such a sucker for. Um yep. yeah. Like I joked with I keep saying I joked with Pat, but I did say if you had to put a tagline on me, like my success, like it sounds like I you know, like you you bring someone on. It's like, it's introduced me. It's like, yeah, his bed, his 2023 golf betting success is identifying Patrick Cantley as a misprice at the Genesis. <laughs> like that's literally my claim. That's the best thing I've done in golf outright betting this season. All right. Well, we're going to turn that around for you tonight. So uh, Jeff, <laughs> all right. So uh, why don't you start right at the top of where you said you didn't go with anybody under 40 to one. So who's your first bet? I guess at 40 to one then. 40, but honestly, the uh, just the smallest finger twist on Detri, I'm 
You'll see. I'll have room for that. So I'm telling you. I'm yeah. Telling okay. you. And, Join the party. This and yeah. talk through it. My peace of mind would have not been in a healthy place if you won before this conversation. Now that I have Correct. joined you and you are telling, you're like, Feinberg, I know you love Detry. Hi, we're in. Okay. All right, After that, go. I'm on Taylor Pendrith, the Canadian. Yes. I got 40 to one. I see that has come down. Uh, you look at the numbers from Pebble a few weeks ago. Uh, his RSM numbers seems to play well on on shorter courses. Yep. Uh, I I'm a believer in the talent uh, there. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot I think I could say. Last year in his debut was a 25th. He yep. fits that mold of guys that actually hit it really long, but do play quite well on shorter courses. We've seen that actually be quite a recipe for success here. I did mention that that uh, JT. Uh, list playoff of a few years ago, even the Sungjae driving distances here. He's like the perfect player for that. And Pendrith is right in those ranges. Um, I, I've mentioned, I love wasting money on Woodland, Woodland. Here <laughs> because he was able to do everything I'm kind of speaking of. So I really do uh, love Pendrith this week. I have bet him. I have that Adams fence in 60 that opened the, the week on bet three, six, five. So I guess that is under 40. Uh, but my number is 60. I wish I bet it harder. Uh, that thing, I've, I haven't, that was the quickest 60 to 30 tumble I've seen in golf betting in a while. Uh, I am like, it feels everybody or so many people on Hayden Buckley this week. I got a number in the 60 uh, is 60 and I have bet Danny Willett at 80. So those are four bets and I'll just ream you the guys that I am swimming around and if you want to sell me on any of them to add we like there's room for it so we've mentioned detry um obviously i'm getting into i'm swimming around that bobby shelton love not totally in on it uh evr i've seen DraftKings bumped him to a hundred oh he's he's so scary with water man so scary (laughs) i I, I keep saying i said I want to bet EVR, but I know when I bet EVR, that's a guaranteed 10 on a par four. Oh, fact. Like a guaranteed. Fact. There, it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's an interesting pairing. I think it was, he's with Cam Davis. It's, they're Oof. either going to go unconscious or be real shit together. Um, or oh, just follow each other into the water, fucking four of for the first uh, nine holes. Yeah. So yeah, those absolutely. are the bets I have. I mentioned a few other guys. Nick Hardy. I, I don't mind Will Gordon. So there are a few others, but the four that I am in on are Pendrith, Svensson, Buckley, Willett. Okay. So Pendrith was somebody who I definitely was on early. And I know you're very familiar with one curse. You, I heard you, about I know this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm at the day. point, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Like that stuff. I try not to like really get into that at all. I don't care. I got you. I, all right. Hey, okay. If it's a final decision, like yeah. maybe. But like you, Pendrith <laughs> was kind of like my first guy. First thought, You're yeah. not gonna talk me off my pretty much my first guy yeah. with that. Picking out right winners is hard. Um, the person in question, he gives one name. Like, yeah, I don't that's, know. that's tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had this, you know how long I, I could, I just saying it's low. I could, I would see myself in the same spot. Yeah. yeah. If I had to give one name a week, no, I would never a year that. later and people be like, yeah. Oh, my guy's Feinberg. Well, so. it's, it, it's a one and done pick that he's, he's basically giving out a one and done pick. 
Yeah, and that's I'm it. not getting in. To, yeah, yeah, that's so, that's fair. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a fun it's a funny it's a funny bit again of course and I do a show with Tim Anderson yeah. and we live like that's it's part of the bit yeah um yeah okay. I almost look at that now that's gotta end. that's just gotta end it's gotta end hopefully it ends with Pender. hopefully it ends with Pender. Pender. yes <laughs> all right Capper what about you uh, do you have share any names with Jeff or any of the ones he's been circling uh, are you so, on I'm circling Gordon as well. Okay. Uh, I just don't know what to do with him. Here's the deal. I feel like Jeff too. Like I, dude, I haven't hit a fucking outright since Keegan Bradley. That was during college football season. So <laughs> like I am, I am circling the fucking drain. The only thing that has kept me fucking, uh, you know, in the money is matchups and placements. That's that. And like, I just feel like, especially with a board like this, with the numbers, I just feel like it fucking deer in headlights or like, like it just, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I feel like I'm not seeing the board good. I like Will Gordon, but I feel like I'm just gonna pick the losers that I like to normally pick, and hopefully they fucking hit. Because this is the week where if you don't bet the guys that you normally waste money on, why? What are you doing? Just bet the guys you normally and waste. Money I, on. I've been in holes before, and you know how I got out of the holes is betting on my losers. That's right, man. It's the only way out of a golf hole. Unless you're literally going to like hand yourself over and be like, I'm I could literally sit there and be like, okay, this week I'm just gonna copy Pat and like uh cherry pick from a couple other people. Like I don't trust myself. The next step when when I when I trust myself, sorry, when my trust in myself is so low that I can't even bet my own losers, you'll literally see me come on the show and be like, I'm just we're copying his card. <laughs> That's right. So, like, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I texted Baroff fucking uh, earlier today. I was like, "Do any uh, European losers have any chance?" And he, he had Dietrich in there as well. So that that made me happy. Yeah, I bet him last night. I'll probably end up fucking doubling down. Um, so Vegas at forty-five to one. He's one of my losers. Yeah. Uh, striking the ball really well. Can't putt worth a lick. Uh, putts well here. Uh, I fell in love with him at TPC back in the day when he drained that fucking like 90 footer. He's cashed a couple first round leaders for me. Like he's one of my losers. So I'm going to bet him at 45 to one. Uh, I don't know how Min Woo Lee became. When did I bet him, Steve? When did you, you brought bet him up? Him? Yeah. Was I think it uh, was not the Scottish Open because you had Dietrich. I had Dietrich. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think probably one other European tour event that we might have ever rogue on and yeah. might have bet him on. Yeah. And so whatever, and like, and to hear the only thing that worries me is now, like, because I don't know dick about this dude, other than the fact that I bet him once, uh, and he, he looked okay. Uh, all the steam he's getting right now on on Twitter, oh, he's like, whatever, man. Oh, he, in this field with his world, yeah. form, those yeah. Middle East events were stronger than this. Hell yeah, and yeah. Scott, like I say, yeah. like Sky Skyhook, who does that European tour show. For oh Mayo, yeah, yep. He's a European yep. tour junkie. I see his cards. He's got Minwoo Lee twenty-eight to one on them in in yeah. fields with Abe Anser and those other guys. So, yeah. the, like to a total outsider, this Minwoo Lee number probably it it feels low. Maybe it is low. I would only say relative to what his numbers were in really strong European tour events in the Middle East. Yep. Those fields were stronger than this field. Way stronger. And he was 20, 30 to 1 in those fields yep. because of his form. Yep. He is used to wind. He hits it long and straight. It yep. is a... Yep. 
I bet the bullet, man. I, like, I, 26th one, like, especially when I saw everything on Twitter. And listen, so, so Jeff, Florida, I don't have legal sports books. <laughs> so I am at the mercy of, of yeah. whatever these shady, shady locals put out. I don't even go on Twitter Monday mornings because I can't, I can't handle seeing everybody get all these numbers like the Spencer number by the time I got the Spencer number uh it was 30 to one maybe yeah like 28 on one book I have one book that had like 22 like I can't even use this book for golf uh yeah so yeah I mean I bit the bullet and like whatever I'll take the talent and I listen I'll take the devil I don't know in a tournament like this uh versus the devil I do know say that all the time rather play the ceiling of an unknown than like zach johnson yeah yeah 100 out of 100 yep the unknown of of some young guy's ceiling to me is worth so much more than what i know but absolutely that could be dangerous because this we've seen some crafty vets uh the year that sung jay won westwood was in control for so much of it we've seen patty harrington Oh. Like went here about five, six years ago. Yep. Um, yeah, so you've seen older guys plot around. Like makes me worried Kucher could plot Kuchar. around here perfectly, potentially. Um, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, Kucher was so like because I have I got Dietrich at what 35, Vegas at 45, and then Lee at 26. There's no there's no way I can put fucking Cooch on the card. I could get the highest I can get him at is 28. I just can't do it. Uh, I need some long shots. This is why Gordon at 65. I was hoping some of you guys would come in here and give me some, give me some birds to, to hold on to and, and maybe get some long shots. Okay. All right. So I, I may mention that I kind of tried to fill out my car with a lot of gut veterans and there's gonna be a lot of ugly picks. Uh, Jeff, we share one. I think maybe I can swing on another cause you mentioned them. Um, so let's start with, I think my ugliest pick, I think, which is <laughs> saying something based on what my pick is. <laughs> Um, I may mention a couple of guys just over the last six, seven, eight months or so, like, you know, got a lot of win equity. They have some brand name behind them. Maybe not coming in very well, but they fit this type of golf course. They've done well here. They've done well. These similar types of stuff. Uh, this is gross. Billy Horschel, 28 to one. That kind of feels like that, you know, guy who's won a lot, very good in Florida. Good on a lot of these tracks with a lot of water, a lot of penalty where you got to plot around, uh, Maybe get back the, on Bermuda. It's the fairest number on the board. Yeah, I think it is. Like, I mean, given yeah, his I didn't talent. bet it, I didn't bet it, but I literally said it, it could be better than fair. Honestly, yeah. Value. You really think about it, like yeah. fair a fair number in this game of outright golf is a win. Um, yeah. If there's a guy you like, you think the number is fair, that's a win because getting you oh. never get fair numbers. I'd argue that Billy Horschel, based on the field, based on his Florida pedigree, based on. Uh, all of that, this number is way more than should be su- should be sub twenty. Way right. more than fair. Way yeah, way more than fair. Yeah. No, I say all that as someone who didn't bet it. Although right. I think I did a show with Pat and he bet it, and uh, we see Ben Coley bet it. So two guys are just smart enough to be like that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am closer to Capper. We're like nah. I'd rather chase that memory <laughs> shit. That's right. So I baby. did make a decision exactly. down here. Like <laughs> psychopath. Like, That's right. If you bet on Min, if you bet on anyone under like Denny McCarthy, Minwoo Lee, uh, any of those guys, Chris Kirk, if you bet on them and Billy Horschel wins, 
you're going to feel like the biggest fucking idiot. Oh, it's like how I would back in the day when I'd been on Finau at 24 instead of Morikawa at 24. And more like that, like I'm just saying, I'm not making the move under 30, but if you've made a move under 30 and Billy Horschel wins, you yeah. will feel stupid. Oh, so stupid. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's a guy who I perpetually, him and Kevin Kisner are the arch nemesis they don't know they have because whenever I bet on them, they lose. Whenever I bet against them, they win. Matchup, placement, fucking outrights. Doesn't fucking matter. The only time I got Kisner right is when he came. Oh, no. He didn't even fucking win. He, he, we lost in the playoff, didn't we? Oh, and RSM to oh, Robert Streb. Robert Streb. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, Honestly, I'm still not. That one actually, <laughs> that one bugs me a lot. Because that goes to yeah. a playoff, Kisner versus Streb, match play guy. Like, this is a, this is like, cash this fucking ticket, money. baby. It's free money. Yeah. God. Oh. Man, we've triggered ourselves a lot <laughs> with, with some scar <laughs> tissue tonight. All right. So, so Horschel 20 to 1, that, that was first bet. Um, kind of another guy who's kind of fallen off a little bit, but he's won a couple times in the PGA Tour, really good on Bermuda. Uh, I have some decent tracker and some, like, you know, these penal golf courses. How about JT Post in 40 to 1? I mean, he just finished T6 a couple of events ago. He was doing really well for a while. Uh, second at, you know, TBC River Highlands last year. Uh, winner of John Deere as well. Um, listen, like, I, I just think we're not that far away removed from some really good golf. Um, I just like the number of 40 to 1 based on that. Uh, I also was on the Johnny Vegas 45 to 1. Again, hitting the ball really good. Some action, like, it's, you actually look at, like, guys with, like the up, like the course history here is up and down. He's had a lot of really like pretty consistent like finishes and like some you know good ones was inside the top twenty. I like the fact he just hit the ball well and not really putting a whole lot. Maybe that can turn around this week. Um, and then a couple of flavors of the week. Uh, I went with the Shelton sixty to one on him. I just like how he's playing. Uh, T six at Amex a couple of weeks ago. You know that's a golf course with a lot of water on it. He was in the mix of Pebble as well. Uh, kind of just faded on the back nine there. Uh, some good finishes uh, last fall. Kind of reminds me a little bit like, you know, as far as like, I mean, the lone exception I kind of point to was the Adams Fenson, you know, was a winner. He didn't really have anything before him, but, you know, that was a, you know, a journeyman, lost his car, came back. He's, you know, he's been around the block. Uh, I kind of like that. Uh, I'm a sucker for Ben Griffin as well. 70 to one. I mean, that's just, I, I'm just a sucker for him. I like the number. Uh, I'm also on Danny Willett, 80 to one. Uh, played well at, at Riviera last week. I have was maybe the, I'm just loyal to the fact that he cashed for me at the masters and I've seen him win some big time European tour events. Uh, he's got that T seven at TBC twin cities last year. That's a golf course with a lot of water. I noticed that there's a lot of guys done well, you at TBC twin cities done well here. So. Seventh at twin cities. He was second at the Fortnite cause he blew it to yep. Homa. So mm-hmm. right there, he shows you, he's got a shit field. Um, something about like he seems to come up in a ship field, and then to see him play that well at uh the Genesis, a right? Week ago, it's got right. no business. I'm a joint, I'm, I'm a joint. We're Danny Willett guys here, clearly, but yeah. he's got no business like last week playing that well. I mean, even finishing 18th, not like the guy finished second, but you know what I mean. Like, he's just got yeah. no business being in no. the upper quadrant of that. shit. Uh, no, he but this is where we should get him. I I really hope so. Right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys on him then. Okay. okay. All right. All right. And then and then EVR ninety to one. Uh, okay. You're on fucking EVR too. 
I am on oh, God. God. I won't. I'm not tailing that one. I am All right. So again, one. you have the T6 just recently at Amex. He was coming off an injury, so I have good form there. Uh, there actually is some decent tracker and some course with a lot of water on it. I mean, obviously, I mentioned T6 to Amex. Uh, T13 at the Players last year, a seventh at Liberty National. That's got a golf course with a lot of water on it, too. I think he's got a T20 at Murfield Village as well. So, you know what? I mean, I, we make a joke that if there's water, EVR is going to find it. Yep. But, you know, I, I think for 90 to 1 for a guy who's won on the PGA Tour, has been in the mix of some, like, bigger field events, been around the block. You know, I mean, that, that, that number kind of reminds me a little bit of Matt Jones a little bit when he won. So oh, like a bit like a, no. like a like an older name. <laughs> Matt Jones is a man. He doesn't wear joggers and have a fucking stupid. Uh, I I make mixed cocktails for a living mustache. Okay, okay. well that's a, that, a journeyman. <laughs> I'm not here, for the, brand name I'm not here for the mustache, but I will. I, I when you doesn't work for me. I'm short and chubby. No, me either. I'm short and fat. Dude. Yeah, I but if you got that things. tall, slender EVR, I, 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 I'd be rocking joggers too. <laughs> if I had those legs, if I had those. Well, yeah, legs. but you can't. So here's the deal. So I see you got Jordans behind you, right? You can't wear joggers and Jordan fucking golf shoes. No, no, you'd have you to wear both. like you'd have to pick um, one. You'd have to pick one. Echoes or, or so, yeah, you'd have to wear like you'd have to mix so it with it, some dad golf shoes. That's true. Yeah, so you, but you would pick you would pick the Jordan golf shoes over the joggers. Uh, listen. You could script you, the Jordan golf shoes wouldn't go with the joggers, but you could appropriately no, no, no. No, no. script something for the, the question joggers. is all right. So let's say you were tall and slender. You could only pick one: the Jordan golf shoes or the joggers. Which one are you picking? What does that mean? I don't like. Can't you look good one. in the joggers. You could one one for the rest. One for that's it. You could only. Yeah, wear I guess one the Jordan forever. golf shoes, but. Exactly. It would be good. I mean, I'd be like, I, I'd have been on a, I'd be a lot healthier if I picked the joggers angle. Yeah, I guess. But look, subconsciously, you even picked the Jordans because you like your crown, you like your weed, and uh, you like your food. So, you know. I it. like oh, a cheeseburger oh. too much. Yeah, cheeseburger <laughs> and soda. I'm not losing that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Nope. All right. All right, Jeff, do we sway on anybody to maybe add to the card? Or are you still mulling? Uh, yeah, I mean, Detri, although that probably wouldn't have taken um, too much work. <laughs> okay. Maybe the Will Gordon. Uh, yeah, where were Will Gordon or Robbie Shelton? Something there. Even, yeah, I mentioned EVR. Uh, it's going to be a plentiful card, but it doesn't start till 40. So. Okay. All yeah. right. Let- Capper, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, so the Gordon thing. He just scares me. I don't like. I, he's another guy who doesn't get right, but he's so good off the tee. Yeah, I, I bet him at Pebble, and then he was uh, right up there first on leader, and then he took like a nine on the last hole. If you're yeah, cut, I don't know. You can you can argue, you can make the case any way you want. Yeah, you're crushing it off the tee. Yeah, it it just you, you're in you're coming in in a much better position to avoid those hazards and yeah. like almost why I like the Johnny Vegas bet this week is because. Who cares if if his putter's cold, he could still win in the sense that just make your two putt pars from 25 feet. But if he's yeah. playing well enough where he's contending, he's going to hit a couple balls each day to three feet. Like yeah. that. Oh, I know. Johnny Vegas is, if you're betting Johnny Vegas, you're betting on a, somewhat of a ceiling performance. He will yes. in stock enough. And you don't need him to drop any 20 footers. Right. You need him to drop some. You, as somebody who's lost a lot of money on outrights with Johnny Vegas, he needs to drop some of those fucking seven footers. Yeah. He I needs know. to drop a few of them. I said three feet. If I put <laughs> yeah. it behind, if I said six feet, then well, he can still miss those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, no doubt. When and I've bet against Johnny Vegas a lot, and you see that he's got six feet for birdie, and you're like, no, nah, I'm not worried. He'll miss the. Yeah, I'm good. Well, here's exactly. what I like about the Vegas this week. So, I, so he finished T two at Twin Cities, and that year that was the camp champion. It was really windy over the weekend. It was it was not a birdie fest. Like that got firm as well. That kind of actually resembled a little bit of PJ National. That day, and we so. almost won that one. I know Cam Champ taking driver off a fucking 18. The... He put it in the goddamn woods and still oh, fucking yeah. somehow stole my Vegas ticket. Yeah. Cam fucking champ. He was worth like 151 had made a fucking cut in forever. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and Vegas has so many. You look at like the sheets that have the great resources where you see all the um yeah. like everyone's past finishes. Yep. Yeah. Vegas is the only guy that makes the cut here every year. Exactly. And that's that's an insane accomplishment when yeah, you know the volatility of how, you know, top guys can just get blown. Yeah. Like making five straight cuts here is probably I know the field strength is weak, but it's worth yeah, it's yeah. worth as no. it's worth to like a golf nerd weirdo, that is like some all in itself some incredible accomplishment. So great yeah, job. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, you can only control the players you play against, but you control what the golf course you do. And this is a tough golf course. Like, at the end of the day, you got to beat this golf course. You got to avoid the water. And the fact that you're doing well enough to make the cut. Like, I know we rip on some of these dog shit players, but it's still really good players. You know, still really good golfers. So, yeah, making the cut five straight, like, not having, like, the 80 or, like, 78, like, you know, on Thursday or Friday, just, like, blow you away. That that is a giant accomplishment for Vegas. It's a nice, it's, it's a nice, it's a, it's a nice comforting feeling. When you have money on him. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's destined to miss the fucking cut. Exactly. We've all just fucking mushed him to death. All right. Um, uh, so, so, Jeff, um, do you have any of our bets with Honda at all? Any positionals, any matchups? Or I haven't, gotten in, right now? haven't gotten into any of that yet. No. Nope. Okay. How about uh, live bets this week? Got any of those? I've made a couple, guys. Oh, I have all two. Right. What you got? Uh, okay. I've bet Mito Pereira. 22 okay. to 1. All right. All right. I've bet Carlos Ortiz 40 to 1 at Bet Rivers. Okay. Uh, and I don't play each ways, but I actually played Ortiz with the each way. I, maybe like just, I don't know, it seemed like pretty good. It's field small. Yeah. He's got such a great Mayakoba track record. Yep. So those are the bets that I do have. Um, that I do have in. I've not um like last year with Liv, it felt like guys I like I didn't see that Grace or Charles or Stenson win. And oh. I was never gonna bet the very top. I wasn't successful with Liv because I'd be betting into that second tier, second, third tier, and those guys never came home last year in Liv. Yes. Ever. Yeah. It's like the start of this season. It's like the start of this season. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like I guess. Like season. I was never a believer like <laughs> in a Charles Stenson Grace bet. No. No. Um, and I joked, I kind of taken the strategy last year of like first touchdown tight ends, that 14, 16 yes. to one guy in that next tier. Um, but th- those guys were honestly horrible. I, the books are not giving it away. Abe answer might really win this thing convincingly. Maybe. He played great well be- here before. Uh, Mayakoba, he's won, uh, just won in the Middle East. So his yeah. form is great. I'd argue, um, JT, uh, JT, DJ and Cam, maybe you can get them not like uh, in their full form yet. It's hard to know. But I've seen books where answers 12 to 1 and Cam Smith is 11. So that's yeah. how uh, yep. they're not letting us bet Abe answer. We yeah. got to pay a premium to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, so I, I had a take on Cam Young at the Saudi, so I had the privilege of getting up early watching the Saudi, and uh, Answer played good. I mean, he played terrible at Dubai. I, I had a position on Answer because I just thought, all right, well, you know, maybe he's getting ready for the Saudi because he needs the world ranking points. Uh, he played great though, and he's you're right, he's great in, in Mayakoba here. So there's a reason why he's definitely uh, has a premium this week. Caber, do you have any lit bets? So I wanted you guys' opinion on this. Okay. I didn't. I didn't like any of the fucking the outright number because I wanted answer. I wanted Neiman. We'll see. But top ten. How many guys play this fucking tournament? It's forty two. Forty eight. Forty eight. So for less than minus one fifty, I can get Cam, DJ, and Neiman. They're all minus one fifty. The top ten. Mm. That's, that's, a lot, seems, that's a lot. of juice. I, listen, man. Juice only matters if you lose, right? That's sure. That's all. <laughs> so minus one. No, no, like, like so, like they're all separate. Not, not all in oh, one bag. Yeah, yeah, one, no, like, like, yeah. Cam's like minus one, one forty-five. DJ was like minus one forty-five, and Neiman was like minus one thirty. Okay, I didn't pull the trigger because I'm like, are these sucker bets? I can't. How many guys playing this fucking field? Like, I couldn't remember. You know what so, I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and. And, and and this is another question. So this is on the same book. Let me ask you guys a bookie etiquette question. So this is a relatively new local. Okay, I've only bet with them for like three or four weeks. Uh, my 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 placement bets are typically between a hundred and two hundred dollars a piece. Right, my top twenties, top tens, whatever. Uh, for whatever reason, his system like glitched out. I went and checked it this morning, and I was like, "Hey man, these things, these two things are graded wrong." I was like, uh, I didn't bet $11.38 to win fucking 10 bucks. I was like, I was like, these were a hundred, like the rest of my bets. And he's like, well, there's no way for me to know that. And I was like, well, if you go look at every single bet I've made with you over the past fucking month, it's nothing has been remotely close to $11. So I'm gonna need you to fix that. And he doesn't seem like he wants to. So I think I'm gonna go tell him to go fuck himself. Like, right? I mean, that's what I got to do. I'm confused. The bet, like, all the other, some of the bets, like, you put in 100, but it said. Only two of them. Yeah, only two of them. And it was a weird number. It was like $11.38 and like $12.14. I'm like, bro, look at those numbers. Does that make sense? Is there a time stamp of when you made the bets? I don't know. I told him. Was it like three three in the morning? No, man. No, like, all my bets are the same. These ones, their units are different. I don't know, like, and he's saying it's your, it's just your mistake. Tough luck, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm telling him, listen, he doesn't live in my fucking state. He can fucking pound sand. You want to fly to Florida for fucking $200? No. Like, like I'm not fucking paying you. Does that, right. does that make sense? Or am I the dick? Because they all, all the top 20 bets I make are all at the same time. It's all during the day. It's not when I'm gin and tonic. Right, it's like a outright. toss up for me. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you, I think, I think you're SOL. On that one, but it's bullshit. Like I, like I was literally. A lot of stuff I, that happens in betting is bullshit. I know. Yeah, I've made. Yeah, <laughs> I made this. Yeah. Um, before we, uh, there's a couple more live guys. Okay. I could argue right, that there is value. I'm seeing 80s on uh, Chikara. Okay. Ooh. And I don't know what con about him, but I'm a loser that'll bet Taylor Morgan at 40 a lot because he's yep. young thing and. He's supposed to win. If this guy's really a top, top golf prospect, he won on the tour last year. Mm-hmm. Like if he is, you know, and if he was on the PGA tour, so he'd be this rookie. We'd be fawning over. Oh yeah. yeah. Drooling. 
like drooling, right? Yeah, uh, like yeah. more than Taylor. Like so, that kind of maybe if he's as good as maybe as advertised, that number seems really high. I think. Um, Agreed. You can get him. So on one of my, you can get him four to one as top Spaniard just to beat Sergio and Puig. Okay. Yeah, that's, I don't know that 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 seems pretty decent. And a guy I've seen such a crazy like looking at the. Uh, let me show it to my. I'm guessing we're on the sweatshirt at odds checker. Um, Danny Lee, he's a hundred yeah. in a couple spots, sixty at a few others. Um, I'd only say a hundred is. How do I put this? We don't know. You're playing armchair psychologist with a lot of guys. Like, how right. are they entering oh, yeah. the season? This is a new thing. What is their new normal? Danny Lee is literally coming in game ready. Now, I'm not saying he's playing great, but he's right. game ready off the PGA Tour, whereas guys in their first event. Um, so, at bet three, six, five, it's 100 to one. I might play the each way with that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That seems this guy. I never bet on Danny Lee. I just, <laughs> the guy's game ready. He's actually hitting his irons decently. Yeah. Um, he can play what. W- I don't. I don't know. There, you guys can give me your thoughts on Chikara and Lee. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's. I, I think Lee's problems have been mostly with the putter, but past Pollen can be weird. I mean, I, I've seen some guys on past Pollen; they have really bad putters, and they kind of just turn around there. So, I mean, maybe he just is a past Pollen guy. I'm not really sure. And listen, Chikara is a very talented guy. I think for what eighty to one on him. I mean, he already won at Singapore, right? So, I think that's fine. You know, I, I mean, I don't have much on Shakara, but I think, listen, I, I think with Liv, I, the kind of the approach I'm taking this week, I'm not betting a whole ton. It's kind of just to have something to have something, just kind of sweat it. I kind of just bet my guy. So if you just like, if you like Shakara, go for well, it. He's man. not my guy. But the thing is, I'm worried I could get into a rabbit hole where I make him my guy and I'm going to end up betting him a lot. But, you know, like anyone, I love the first overall. Like, I love drafts. I love the top prospects. Not even so much betting. Like, I just, I buy into the hyperbole and the hype. I just feel like if this guy's actually a top, top golfing prospect, then 80 to 1 seems insane in such a small field. Yeah, it, that seems surprising considering he has one on live. Like I, I would think, like I'm just trying to think where the other. Oh, I, for, I forgot he. I, yeah, that's right. He already won on Live. Yeah, yeah. So like like Kokrak was like 50 ish this week. Kokrak. Like I, I would think probably. Yeah, it's probably a little low for Chikara. I think considering he's won on this. Thing. And I've seen it. It says yeah. low as 60. But again, I'm just yeah. buying into, like we're here betting Taylor Morgan, uh, right. Taylor Montgomery a, mm-hmm. a lot. Like <laughs> why exactly should this guy not be uh, if he's that for Live then. Yeah, I don't know. That's... Okay, there you go. All right, so so I, I bet four guys. Honestly, like I just said, like I'm just kind of looking to win like five or six units. So my outright card kind of looks like a mess. I don't really care. I kind of just bet on my guys. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So I, I think I would just commit to just betting Joaquin Neiman. Uh, I just love that guy. I saw I saw him play a lot in Saudi. Cash a top ten for me barely. Uh, he cashed top ten, but. Play well, I think the next week in Oman. Uh, he's just been playing good when since I'm live. I think he's a really talented player. Like, I mean, the number sucks at ten to one, but he's got a good finish in Mayakoba. Uh, again, like I'm not betting a ton on this thing. I just like betting on him. So ten to one on him. I like betting on Matthew Wolf twenty to one. Uh, he's got a fifth place finisher. He's playing really good too. Final group with Saudi. It seems like the move to live has been really good for him. Like I know we joke about a lot of the guys who've gone over, but like that guy definitely seemed like he was not cut off for the PJ Tour. Get him over here. He's already paid. Seems like that's freed him up, and he's a 
newsflash, a really talented golfer who was in final group of the U.S. Open. Did he get traded from one of the teams? I, I wasn't able yeah, to I keep track. Not, of I team. thought his tie wasn't maybe with Phil anymore. Yeah, I, I think I, uh, Josh Perry, who I respect a lot. Yeah. He's on, uh, that was his top pick this week, I think, was yeah. Matt Wolf. Yeah, Wolf, Wolf, Wolf is playing really good golf, like, on live. Like, I think he finished, what, second in Boston, the one in Saudi. That's Pat, the Royal Greens Golf Course in Saudi. That's Pat's Palm as well, so that's a good, you know, grass comp okay. there. Uh, Anirban Lahiri is also playing good golf. He's got a couple second-place finishes over in Indonesia. I think he finished T12 at Saudi. Uh, that's a guy who almost, uh, you know, broke your heart. Anirban and, uh, is the type of guy I'd have bet in a full field PGA well, yep. subfield yeah. PGA event on one of these stupid little island places like Mayakoba. Right. Well, he's got, he's got, he's got four top 20s. There, you know what I mean? Way. And he, you know, second place of players, six at Wells Fargo. He's got some good finish. I think he was like eighth at Wyndham before he left to, for PGA uh, yep. for live. So Lahiri was Lahiri was a good. consistent top 20 bet for me. Yeah. All the, all the fucking time. The only I mean, question like, is now you're, you're like, there's still, there's a part of armchair psychologist, which guys I'm not saying they don't care. You just like they're starting their golfing year differently than they've ever started. It's like just a new normal in the same way. Last year when live started, I was like, you know, just adapting to their new normal. Like it's just all weird and different. And some guys are going to be, we're going to see it. You're going to see some guys. are just, even the the lesser players are going to be gangbusters. Like maybe a Munoz or something. Possibly. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll equate it to like, Spring training, right? For baseball, right? Pablo Sandoval for the fucking Red Sox. Sign him from the Giants. Yeah. Huge deal. Shows up a hundred fucking pounds overweight. His belt explodes during batting practice. So, like, which guy is gonna get the money and not give a fuck? Like Pablo Sandoval, which guy's gonna get the money and want to be uh we know right answer's now. been playing. He's been playing great, right. he's been playing right. well. He did that overseas thing. Louie to me could just be walking off a tractor. Yeah. Like, I have no uh, idea. Exactly. Well, Louis, I think Louis played Saudi, didn't play good. Oh. I think he played Oman, didn't play good. He near to Brooks, by the way. That was that was pretty sad that he was in Oman. Well, well first of all, Oman is yeah. such a terrible country. I've been there. It's hot and it's fucking miserable. I like how the guys, how Liv essentially uses the Middle East swing as their exactly. spring training now, right? Like, <laughs> uh, and that one, answer one. That's, a, yeah. that's no small feat. Uh, geez, we could do this forever. Yeah. I didn't bet him. Harold Varner at 40, I don't know that it's crazy on a small, a shorter little attack with your irons yeah. golf course either. That's that not seems bad. very fair. I bet him at, at freaking the RBC at way less, exactly. I think. Exactly. Yeah. A lot. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then there's another guy down that race. I, I bet. Um, I mean, Leishman's playing good golf. I'm not really sure about the course fit here. I mean, he hasn't really had a good finish oh. in my COVID, but. Uh, I think T12 at the Australian PGA. I think that Cam Smith won. He yep. was playing really good at Saudi. I I watched a lot of that Saudi tournament. I thought he looked really good. So I mean, mm-hmm. give me 45 to one for Mark Leishman. I'll so take I that. actually I bet against Leishman in uh in I, so the top Aussie. It's it's basically Smith, him, and I don't know who the other one. Jadiah Morgan maybe. Yeah. Chad Morgan or something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it was it was minus one forty five in a matchup. When I was like Cam Cam Smith versus Mark Leishman, one forty five in a matchup. Yes. Okay. All day. Thank you. All day. Really? All right. Well, because I, I don't even I don't even equate that third guy. He's that's it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Just those four guys. I mean, whatever. It's live. I just wanted a little bit of a sweat uh, this weekend. If uh, if it turns out there's just a bunch of bums at the top of the leaderboard of Honda and all the bet on, okay. I got something. You want to sweat, but you're also prepared to have not seen a second, looked at the leaderboard twice, and been like, Shit, yep. I lost." Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I did that. 
thrown away a year and a half basically just what i live bet dj money. i live bet dj whatever uh whenever he won because i was drunk at like five at 1 30 in the morning after too many gin and tonics and i was trying to chase some stupid fucking bet and i was like i'll just put fucking 200 fucking 50 dollars on dj let's go and it was like five to one and i woke up in the morning and i was like oh fuck what did i do and like three hours later i remember the check and i was like Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Let's fuck. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for joining our show tonight. Uh, you want to give me any plugs before we get you out of here? Plug all, plug all your shit, man. Uh, you'll find um, my work. I do my weekly videos with uh, Pat over at Mayo Media and oddschecker.com slash US. I'm also making a live preview video for them as well. Ooh. You can see my um, outright PGA picks thoughts there but if you've watched this i kind of just you know shared them with you guys but yeah odds checker mail mail media that's where you can find me okay. we love having you on man it's uh it's 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 a pleasure and uh yeah man the first first time you came on i like had to pitch myself to not be a fanboy so uh mm-hmm. i really appreciate you coming on a second time glad i didn't fuck it up the yes. first time <laughs> there i can promise you just ask there'll be a third but um uh, i'm gonna run here thanks so much though guys all right, All right. Thank thanks, Jeff. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, so uh, I guess uh, we'll. You want to go over the rest of the betting card? We're already fucking pretty deep. Just no, it's fine. You know what? It's yeah, been an hour. We'll, we'll throw an hour betting card uh, yeah. that we release on uh, Twitter. But uh, thank you to Jeff for uh, coming on. That was a lot of fun, and uh, we hope you guys have a good Honda Classic. Let's go. Let's break them. Fucking books.